Books, your alphabet flight encyclopedic Marvel journey, where I go through the official handbook of the Marvel Universe with the guest. We talk about all the characters we know and love and have forgotten as well. My name is Jesse Cooper, and with me today is Daniel Nall. Hey, 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 hey. Today, well, for this week, we're going to do a special crossover event. The greatest crossover event in history, one might even say. Yeah, because uh, Daniel has a has a decidedly more raunchier podcast than I that I also guessed it on um, called OK Crusader. So what we're going to do is we're just going to do like a fun little crossover where I do, you know, the normal, my normal podcast at the end, which I'll have a warning if you know, you don't want to hear about about people's ding dongs and and stuff. Uh, that's going to be the after bit i'll give you a warning i guess it's gonna be uh alphabet flights after dark yeah it's gonna be an after dark segment we haven't had after dark segment in a really long time but daniel is here and it's he's a fun guest to have um but today we're gonna be talking about a person who i have some affection for but uh and it's mole man mole man do you know about Mole Man? I feel like deep in my soul that I do, but when I think about it, I can't like envision anything about him. Well, what do you think a Mole Man is? Like, dig deep into your soul. <laughs> I, I will burrow into my soul like a mole burrowing the ground. And I feel like the name is pretty self-explanatory. I, I do feel like he is some sort of man with mole-like attributes who perhaps lives underground. You got you got a lot of that <laughs> already. <laughs> uh, do you know what long-running comic he had the first uh, issue of? Like, my instinct is Spider-Man, even though, like, I know a fair bit of Spider-Man and I've never heard of Mole Man in that context, but that's what I'm going with, Trebek. Okay, well, Mole Man was the first villain that the Fantastic Four oh, uh, fought. Okay, that was my second guess. Also, uh, what do you think he looks like? Uh, probably real gross. I mean, you know, some people think it's think he's okay looking. All right, I, you know. he definitely does not have a shirt on. Uh, he's probably got some sort of mole face. Well, here's what the mole man looks like. Right, let's see it. Oh, wow, that's... Uh... That is not what I was expecting, I'm going to be honest. He's just a man with some 3D glasses on and, like, a cape and a stick. I don't know what the stick's for. That has nothing to do with moles, but I guess I'll learn. You'll find out. You'll find out fairly soon. Um, his real name at the time is unrevealed. Okay. But on Comic Vine, it's Harvey Rupert Elder. Hmm. Now, is Elder his last name, or is that, like, a title? Like, he's the Elder Rupert Oh, it's the last. It's the last name. Okay, gotcha. His he also went by Doctor Arthur Molovic. Wow, that point. sounds much more like a comic book villain name. That's about the level of subtlety I expect from my comic book villain names. Well, he was a former nuclear engineer. Now he's the ruler of the Subterraneans. His legal status: citizen of Subterranea. Oh, like good with for no him. criminal record, but. You notice that he's the ruler of Subterranea with no criminal record. Yeah. So he'll never have a criminal record. That's true. Unless the people below him rise up like they should. True, true. 
But he first showed up in Fantastic Four number one. Oh, the very first one. Wow. Okay. Which it's called the Fantastic Four. Makes sense. And in uh, November 1961. Oh, he also is is a former ally of the Red Ghost, which is my favorite communist villain. Because he's a guy which is ghost with like, who could like kind of face through stuff. Okay. And also has super apes. Oh, which I'll talk about. Yeah, that was a twist. I was not. Si- I was not expecting. Um. Oh, a thing I haven't announced yet. I have the Marvel uh, Pets. Oh, fun book. And I don't know what I'm going to do for these yet. But there's 56 pets I could talk about. One of them being the Red Ghost Apes. Nice. So I don't know. Maybe I'll make a goal or something. Yeah, he's a he's a uh, building block for one of the more important comics that came out mm. in the sixties. Good for him. Yeah. So very little is known of the origin of the Mole Man. The only existing accounts of his life has been related by him and are subject to his own biased interpretations of the fact of the facts. According to the Mole Man, his bizarre physical appearance was caused by being shunned and ridiculed since childhood. Now, by bizarre, he means that he's got a bad haircut? (laughs) No, he's just kind of like a stubby dude. I guess, I mean... He's kind of stubby and apparently likes to wear, like, loose-fitting onesies. I I don't think that that's, like... A birth defect to to have a predilection to bad looking onesies. Don't let him live his life, okay? He's telling his story right yeah, now. It's yeah, all right. Believing that total loneliness loneliness would be better than the cruelty shown to him by other people, the mole man decided to exile himself from humanity. He began researching for the legendary land which allegedly which allegedly existed in the center of the earth. That's right, we're about to do some Hollow Earth stuff. <laughs> I mean, he already sounds like a, uh, not to go back to this well too often, but this dude's an incel, and... No, you know what, no, you know what, I'm not even gonna say incel, I'm gonna go one step uh, forward. One step. Have you ever heard of people who believe in true force loneliness? No, but that does, just based on the name, seems to fit. Mm, this is gonna be a longer episode. <laughs> oh boy, here we go. True forced loneliness is is basically a a movement mm. that led to the men going their own way. Oh boy, I know about those guys. <laughs> um, and it's one of the things that they believe in. But true forced loneliness is basically it goes past the insanely sexist uh, views of incels. Sure. It goes to the point where they're just like, we are being targeted specifically. Not not even like, oh, women are targeting us specifically. Just we are being targeted by everyone. Mm. To not, to never be, like, loved. Yeah, this, I feel like Mole Man would fit right in here. So he's a true force loneliness guy. I feel like if he had not been birthed in the 60s... Uh, he would definitely have been on the boards talking about this. 
And the great thing is, is I looked up True Force to Loneliness, and one of the things that came up is a mengoingtheirownway.com forum post yeah. that says they're incompatible. Oh, the two movements they think are incompatible? <laughs> yeah. Hmm. Yeah. So, that's the thing. Oh, the many different spices of angry, sexist, lonely virgins out there. Yeah, we like Mole Man, we must dig deeper. So he began searching for the legendary land, which existed in the center of the earth. So his his travels encompassed, encompassed many years and took him to f- the far points of this world. And uh, finally, when he was about to abandon hope, his skiff washed ashore to a deserted island, which he named Monster Isle, located in the Bermuda Triangle. There, the <laughs> mole man discovered a cavern leading deep underground. His enthusiastic shouts triggered an avalanche, <laughs> which he survived, but at the cost of most of his eyesight. That's a weird thing to lose in an avalanche, but alright. Nonetheless, the mole man made himself the ruler of the wide empire under the, uh, the of, of the underground realm he called Subterranea. And they have a note here. It doesn't actually land in the center of the Earth, but instead <laughs> consists of seemingly planet-wide networks of caverns lying miles below the Earth's surface. So it's a, it's a real Columbus situation here. So a white man walked into a cave and be like, hey, this is mine. Not only is it <laughs> mine, but I've incorrectly identified it as a different place entirely. Guess what? You guys are Cubans. <laughs> and then he discovered... Uh, a creatures of called subterraneans who lived in this underground world, and uh, the one the the particular race uh, of subterraneans that he controls are known as the Moloids, and they're distinguished from the subterranean race by their pale yellow skin color. In and uh, instinctively seeking a master, uh, they easily like just followed his rule and became his loyal slaves basically he found underground pikmin nice like, we just need a we just need a short man to tell us what to do it's, that's all we want that's all i've ever looked for in life he also found and mastered highly advanced technical technological devices that have been created and abandoned by the race of deviants which are they are an offshoot of the internals basically every single they don't pass along genetic lines because what happens they have radical mutations each time they have a child oh okay and then he also learned how to control a large number of non-humanoid monsters which seem to be creatures that were created through genetic manipulations of the deviants Mm. So he kind of developed like a natural radar sense uh, to allow him to kind of move around in the dark. Oh, sure. And yeah. whatnot. That makes sense. This is where, this is when, you know, he starts being the mole man. Sure. All right. He intended to take his first revenge on the surface world population by destroying Earth's power plants and unleashing his monsters onto the surface to destroy the human race. He was thwarted by the superhuman adventurers known as Fantastic Four in their first mission since gaining their superpowers. He also tried to trigger a nuclear war between uh, the United States and the Soviet Union. And he 
wanted to, you know, rule the rest of the world's population afterwards. Are are you trying to tell me that the Mole Man was behind the Cuban Missile Crisis? Yeah, that's exactly it. Uh, he also uh, had another scheme to uh, blind everyone on Earth with ray devices. Don't know what type of ray. You know, the blinding ray. He could have just had a flashlight. That's technically <laughs> I mean, yeah, a ray you, device. And you would blind someone if you shown that in their eyes. It's it's just a normal flashlight. He flashed in their eyes. It's like, ah, I can't see. Ha, my plans. They are not foiled. Apart from attempting to conquer a surface world, um, he also repeatedly tried to make him the sole. He also repeats, repeatedly tries to make the, makes himself the sole master of Subterranea. Um, because there's other people there hmm. who live there longer. Yeah. Who have more of a claim to the land? I don't know if anyone's getting like a a certain vibe from this. <laughs> you know, a white man just walked into a place and said it was his, and then decided it was all his. Yeah. Even though that there was just a, a group of people already there. Um. So he, you know, tries to become the ruler through throwing a uh, Tyrannus, who is another man from the surface world who commanded Deviant Technology and his own race of Subterraneans. So basically, he just found his twin. It's just like, oh, you just got on that other island. You're just further away yeah, from I'm gonna me. Yeah, I'm gonna be honest, this whole, like, underground warfare between weirdos who, like, live underground sounds freaking awesome. This is, like, a better version of Game of Thrones. What I want in a Fantastic Four... I don't want, like, a Fantastic Four movie. I want a Fantastic Four show. And I want the first major arc of them being trapped underground. I could dig that. Because Mole Man has a lot of really interesting stuff you could do. He also had the Hulk and the X-Men serving as his pawns uh, for his wars between the Mole... uh, For his wars with uh, Tyrannus. Um, Eventually, he captured Tyrannus and used drugs to make him a mindless slave. Hmm. And then he like formed an alliance with uh, Kala, the queen of the Nether Worlders, who are descendants of Serpent Atlanteans who live underground. Uh, the Mole Man also fell in love with the beautiful Kyla, and they both conspired to destroy the surface world with magma from deep underground. But then Kala betrayed the Mole Man by releasing Tyrannus from his control. And then they took him as a prisoner. I had no idea that Beneath the Surface was such a rich tapestry of lore. Thank you, Marvel and Stanley. The Kala and the Heartbroken Mole Man departed. I mean, parted, not departed. <laughs> yeah, like, parted. Oh, they were just going to go on a trip, huh? <laughs> yeah. No, they parted to each rule their own kingdoms. And their 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 plans together to destroy the surface world were abandoned. And Tyrannus kingdom, like Tyrannus, kind of uh, disappeared from his kingdom. He he eventually stopped wanting to like destroy the surface world and gathered a bunch of like ugly and deformed people from the sur- uh, from the surface world that's been spurned and created a peaceful utopia Aww. in his underground kingdom. That's nice. He he uh he endowed some of them, known as the outcasts with superhuman powers. 
sometimes he clashes with Kala on the surface world. Kala, who was young for a very long time, like got exposed to the surface world mm. air and like aged rapidly. Oh uh, yeah, I mean that surface world air, you know, do wonders on you. And uh, Mole Man, being the romantic, was still in love with her, and he was just like, "Let's, let's. Why don't you be my queen?" And I'm coming and around. I'm coming around on Mole Man. You see, he's just a man who is extremely misguided. <laughs> <laughs> and also, he released like a bunch of magma. Yeah. Uh, well, sorry, recently. So oh. actually, no. Recently, a billionaire. Unleashed a bunch of magma in Mole Man's realm, killing many of the people and sub- and subterraneans living there. And then he uh, became a dangerously embittered man. Honestly, don't think he's in the wrong. Yeah. He learned his lesson. And it was just like, you know what? I'm going to focus on my stuff. And then a billionaire ruined stuff, which is Elon Musk. What happens? I know it was <sighs> you. Don't get me started on <laughs> Elon Musk dating Grimes right now. It makes me so angry. I had so much hope in, in you, Grimes. Good old Grusk. He is 5'10". That's a lot taller than I thought it would be. Well, he's legally a uh, someone with dwarfism. Hmm. Yeah, 4'10". Oh, 4'10". 4'10". Below. I thought you said 4'10". 5'10". I thought you said 5'10". No, no, I said 4'10". Okay. That's why yeah, I was 4'10". confused. Okay. Yeah. Legally a dwarf. Um, he weighs 165, has brown eyes and gray hair. Uh, I don't like this sentence. <laughs> His unusual features. He is short in stature, overweight, and extremely nearsighted. Okay, why don't, why don't you just at me, book? <laughs> he, he has a poor posture. An unusual, an unusually long nose that gives him a grotesque, almost mole-like appearance. I didn't think he looked that bad in his photo. You know what? He looks. He just looks like an old man. Yeah, I mean, he looks fine. This, this is just, this is just the world. No wonder he had to flee underground. I am so on the mole man's side right now. Well, he engages in no regular exercise. I mean, because why would he? Same. <laughs> so his superhuman uh, powers is he contains heightened senses. Uh, he kind of has like a radar sense, which may be similar to uh, Daredevil's, but it's not as accurate. Mm. He also has uh, parts of his brain that are able to con- uh, consciously sense portion of the electromagnetic uh, spectrum. That is, uh, that his brain uh, constantly generates. So he kind of has like a. So that's kind of what causes him to have the radar sense because, mm. like, he he produces the uh, the waves and they bounce back and he can sense yeah, the waves. Kind of like so. sharks, right? Yeah, like kind of like sharks, and it's like it's very very close uh, to like a to him seeing like three D sure three uh, D human human sight. He's actually very, very, it's actually very easy for him to, like, not be, I mean, it's not easy to sneak up on him. Because mm-hmm. he has, like, because arguably he has a better sense than a human. Yeah. In most cases. So. Um, he's also a genius. Okay. And he also developed a means of fighting using his staffs that uh, 
that resembles the martial art of Kendo. Seems a little random, but alright. Sure. Yeah, why not? <laughs> His weapons is he carries a what appears to be a simple walking stick, but there's actually several staffs, which each of them have a different built-in weaponry. Uh, the staffs are generally over six foot in length and made out of aluminum or wood. And uh, he, so far, the weapons he's been shown to have is electronic blaster, a flamethrower, a vibro chain uh, charge blaster, which shoots like ultrasonic beams, which can cause like cave-ins and stuff, a laser cannon. Mm. And all of them seem to have like a low energy radar that displays incoming information on each of the uh, staffs, like gentle ridges and bumps. And each staff is also booby trapped with galvatronic response meters, which are tuned into the mole man's skin conductivity and no one else's. So I'm going to be real here. This. This dude just sounds like a way better and more interesting penguin. So how is penguin the one that's like still around in pop culture? I don't know. Like they're both like portly short dudes that look kind of funny and carry like esoteric weapons that they're they can fight with and stuff. But this guy also has like an underground empire and like it's just way better than Oswald Cobblepot. So, he also has uh, the glasses he wears are an early version of of nuclear weapon test range officers' flash goggles. So, remember when uh, people thought it was okay to just set off a nuke about a mile away and just, like, stand there? Yeah. Those are the glasses they wore. Cool. Um, because, like, he is very, very weak. To light. Sure. And he also has a bunch of like machinery, modified machinery abandoned by the uh deviants. He can kind of use the devices to like lower building foundations. And he also has like a giant computer which can control like a giant laser cannon that is powered by magma. That's pretty legit. <laughs> He's actually pretty cool. Yeah, that's pretty legit. <laughs> So, what do you think about the Mole Man? I think the Mole Man rules. I don't know why he's not around more. That's what I'm saying. I like the Mole Man a lot. Like, he's he's like a... He's like a dumpy Doctor Doom who's not <laughs> as charismatic. Like, we've got, we've got, like, the insult angle. We've got the, uh... The, the like, colonial angle. It's... So his character's still very relevant to today, but he's also, like, got cool staves and, like, created a utopian society and got screwed over by a billionaire. Again, very relatable to today. Uh, it just seems like he, he'd slot in perfectly, and we should bring back cool underground societies that fight each other. Yeah, so um, I think this is the part where I'm going to put the, 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 the divide. Sure. For play, the podcast. play that so now, sexy sax music, and we're gonna transition in. <laughs> uh, after dark. Ooh, all right. Yeah. Let's get a little sultry up in here. Yeah.
Okay, now now you're hosting. All right. Mole Man. He's a... I mean, he's a genius. That's that's good. Always, you know. Okay, so first, mm-hmm. you know he's romantic. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, with the Kali thing. With, like... Because, like, not only did they have, like, their beef and everything, mm-hmm. he had enough love to, like take her in afterwards, even though like she was no longer the beautiful mm-hmm, Kala, yeah. Kala he knew before. Not superficial, you know. He sees He's not super- the inside. He does have slaves. <laughs> that is that is a negative. <laughs> but I don't know. So forgive me if this sounds wrong, but they did willingly become his slaves. It's It's a bit of a house elf situation, huh? Yes, which is still super icky, but it's less icky mm. than if he just straight up enslaved them. Yeah, it's it's in canon, in universe, technically fine, but uh, meta wise, still a little little messed up, huh? He also knows how to use that stick. Yeah, he does. Yeah, he does. I think the problem is though. Mm-hmm. He's four ten, and again, I don't want to be one of those people because I'm a short person mm-hmm. who sees like the whole like if you're not six foot or over, like you know, fuck off because you're tiny manlet. Yeah. When will, when will this manlet love. oppression end? <laughs> I stand for manlet rights. That I only have like a little bit of stuff related to that, but you know, like I think it would be a little awkward. You know, for like, for most things, like, think just if you want to smooch him. Yeah, I mean, you'd have say. to bend down a little, but you'd have to bend down. Uh, though, <sighs> depends. It depends on how strong you are. Because if you can lift him up a little bit, mm, yeah, that'd be okay. That'd actually be adorable. He he's like 160 though. You'd have to. Yeah, it's a little bit, but I mean, 411's not. That's not. That's like, I could I could work with 411. I'm not that tall. Yeah, I'm not that tall either. I mean, so, I mean, it can, we we could work it, yeah. but I don't know if like people normal height sure. <laughs> can work it. The non manlets out there, the non manlets, you know, the ones that get all the dates because they're six foot or taller. <laughs> See, like how how dateable do you think? Because we haven't introduced the other people yet. Sure. Uh. But I, I I'd probably rank him kind of high, honestly. I mean, he's got a lot of interesting things going for him. Like, again, problematic in some cases, but I feel like you can talk yeah, him into being a good person. He's a, he's a fixer-upper. Yeah, he's a fixer-upper. Yeah. But like, but I think like a like one that shows a possibility. Mm-hmm. He's got potential, for sure. He has potential. And I even, like, and you know, if it wasn't for billionaires, he'd probably actually create an underground utopia. Yeah. But billionaires, because they're monsters treading on the back of the poor, messed up his kingdom. What a shame. Also, you totally get to ride on the back of, like, giant, uh, giant, like, underground creatures. Always a plus. Plus that, like, yes. magma cannon laser gun. Pretty sweet. Mm, that's pretty cool. You know he'd let you blow up some rocks with that. You know he would. Like, so, I th- I think his person, personally, I think he's pretty dateable. Yeah. 
Yeah, definitely left me with a positive impression. So what do you have to plug? Me? Uh, well, I do a bootleg audiobook series uh, of the Animorphs called Audiomorphs, which you can find on audiomorphs.podbean.com or by searching Audiomorphs on iTunes. It's literally just an audiobook recording of the Animorphs. I do a couple of chapters a week. And also, uh, as mentioned previously in this episode, I am starting up a new podcast that should be coming out this... Well, I don't know when this one's coming out, but... Um, it's coming out, like, with, like, a month from now, Okay, probably. so by then, I should be up and running. Uh, it'll be called OK Crusader. It'll be on Shout Engine, shoutengine.com slash OK Crusader, and also on iTunes. You can just search it there, where uh, I talk about... Uh, random Marvel characters and items that come up on the Marvel Wikia when I hit the random page, and we discuss their attributes uh, in a dating and also often sexual uh, context. Well, I mean, there's two parts of dating. Yeah, sex pops up a lot. And it does quite often. Um, I was on. I, I am on an episode of that. I don't know when it's coming out, but I am on an episode of that, and. Um, I don't know. We talked about some stuff. Some some things were discussed. <laughs> some some things were discussed at a very very heated way that was not I did not expect. I mean, love love is passionate, so you know we we get a little heated on that show, but it's all in good fun. So my uh, so my name is Jesse. I have a podcast called Creepy Critters, which Daniel was on, and he'll probably be on again because I don't know. I happen to like talking yeah. to him, so. Yeah, uh, it, that's about cryptids. Um, if you'd like to listen to Daniel talk about some cryptids, you can listen to the Tripodero episode, where it's a, like a gun bird snake that is also tall when Sometimes, it wants to be. Yeah. yeah, so you should listen to that. Um, you can see pictures of my cat on Instagram, which is at Mooch. And if you would like to look at certain, certain, uh, pictures of the people we talk about like the mole man you can go to the hodgepod group or you can go to at alphabet flight on twitter so besides that this has been alphabet flight and alphabet flight after dark after dark And may Madcap show you how truly meaningless life is. Bye. Bye-bye.